Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. The devil's in the details, in baking and in murder. Always clean your knife off when you're done. It takes a dash of hope, a sprig of care, a sprinkle of sugar, a couple drops of blood gives you sugar-coated murders every day. Always clean your knife off. Well, son. For reminding us to always clean the knives. It takes a special friend to remind you to do that. Yes. <laughs> Keeping it buttery and murdery and make sure you have the knives separate. Love it. Don't use the murder knife for the butter knife. That's going to be gross on toast. Gross genius. on toast. Gross on toast. That's the next jingle. Oh, my God. And we're here to remind you to tune in and listen to Super Familiar with the Wilsons. Their podcast is so much fun. They talk about all random stuff. And uh, I just want you to know that their insight is, it's just like. It's amazing. It's its over the top fun. Yeah. It's, that's what it is. It's over is. the top fun. That's right. So if you're so. looking for a podcast, yeah. check them out. Check them out. They're fun. Okay. What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, it's my week to tell a murder and yes. your week to do some oven shoving. What are you and shoving I- in my oven? <laughs> Oh, Lord. So today what I am making is, let me find the recipe name. It's a pecan pastry braid. I could not be more excited. Yeah. So I assembled it before I came up here because it was a little technical and I just didn't want her to see my struggle. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of the fun is the struggle. Oh, it's a struggle, but it's okay. I've never braided before like Uh a, a dough. See, I'm really good at braiding dough, not good at braiding hair. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) So anyway, this is really fun because you use frozen puff pastry. Oh, I've never used that before. Is it easy to work with? It's so easy. So um, I use the Pepperidge Farm, not a sponsor, but we're willing to negotiate. And it comes with two sheets. It just uses one. So good news, I can do this again. Oh, wow. And you just pull one out. They're folded and they've got some paper in them. Uh Uh-huh. You just put that out to thaw. Okay. And it takes like 20 minutes to thaw. It doesn't take a long oh, time. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Does it do any kind of rising or anything? No. It thaws, it's just going to be It's flat. Wet. Okay. And it's good because it'll have creases. So it's good to kind of roll out the creases a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it's, I mean, it's fun. It's different. It's fun. I, I didn't mind it. All right. Well, get to shoving in my oven. And- I know. So I've shoved that in the oven and How long I will. How does it take to cook? About 25 minutes. I'll just tell you really quickly what I did since I did it upstairs. So I rolled out my my pastry just a little bit to get the creases out. And it's already got some flour on it when you roll it. It's kind of nice. Oh, wow. So then I took some um, pecan chips, which pecan pieces chopped. I didn't do a finely chop, and that's what it calls for. So that may be a mistake. I don't know. Uh (laughs) 
I just wasn't in the mood to chop. I don't blame you. But I did toast my nuts. Always toast Always your nuts. Do not forget to toast Hashtag your nuts. Hashtag toast your nuts. Toast your nuts. So I took that and some light brown sugar, some maple syrup, mm. and I used the Trader Joe's bourbon barrel oh, organic. That's so that's good. Some good stuff. And some cinnamon and very, very soft salted butter. Oh. Not melted, but soft. Interesting. And then you put all of that in a bowl, and you just, I used a wooden spoon and just kind of smashed it all together and mixed it in real good. Okay. And then you take that and you pour that in the center third. When you unfold your pastry, it's going to be three distinct sections. In the middle third is where you spread this. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, is there any kill of vanilla in this recipe? There's no vanilla in. This part, there's vanilla in the next part. Oh, so yeah, even more exciting. Yeah. So, and then you take a you take a pizza cutter. You can take a knife, but it was easier for me to do a pizza cutter from a pizzeria. I have a pizza cutter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was from a. I think it was from Pampered Chef, if you want to call them a pizzeria. <laughs> so you you cut little strips uh-huh. that don't go all the way through. So it's on the on the outside. It's like you're making little wings, oh, diagonal right. wings, right? The video that I saw, they got eight strips. Uh-huh. I got six. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. You do what you do. And then the the front and the back, you kind of tuck in, and then you start flapping your wings over <laughs> one at a time. It's a flap of wing. It's a flap of wing. And then you get to the bottom, and you tuck it before you do your last wing, and then you tuck it, and then flap your last wings, and you've got a braid. And then you, and it's on parchment paper already. So I put my parchment paper on a sill pad, and then I just picked my parchment paper up, put it on pan. Oh, wow. That was easy. And then I put it in the oven for 350 degrees, and it's going to um, bake for 25 minutes while, whilst you talk murder. Oh, wait. One last thing. I did a, an egg wash. Oh. I did a tablespoon of water in... A large egg, scrambled it up, and then I just brushed it on. Oh, my gosh. And listen, Trout is so excited about it. I can see that already. So now you can tell me a murder. I'm going to tell you a murder. Because I just murdered this recipe. Murdered it. Yeah, girl. This takes place in the Mannheim Township of Pennsylvania, which is close to Lancaster. Oh, and I lived there for a minute. You did. You did. In the early morning hours of May 12, 2007... 20-year-old M. Haynes was awakened by a strange noise. She could smell blood in the air. <gasps> Ew. She was scared but mustered the courage to jump out of bed and quietly walk to her parents' bedroom. Her father laid on the bed bleeding. He had been stabbed. Her mother was on the floor. She had also been stabbed, but she was alive. And how old is this girl? She's 20. All right. And I'll, and I'll just go ahead and tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Her name is not M, but I decided to not disclose her name. Okay, that's fine. So her mom had also been stabbed, but she was alive, and she was able to tell M to go get help. Mm-hmm. So M ran across the street and got her neighbors to call 911. Once the police arrived, by the way, it took them 12 minutes to get to her house, and they were only four minutes away. Would they not, stop for coffee and a donut? I don't know what happened there, but... Good grief. Come on now. Right. Once police arrived on the scene, they found a horrific scene. Oh, I double scened it. You double scene. It's a double scene. It is. Wow, it happens, though. It's okay. Maybe it's good luck. I don't know. That's what we're going to call it. I don't feel like there's a lot of luck going on. M's father, Thomas, had been stabbed in the heart and was found dead oh on his gosh. bed. 
Lisa, M's mother, had been stabbed in the stomach and then stabbed again in the neck. She, too, was dead. What? And just down the hall, police found M's little brother, Kevin, 16, <gasps> in his, just outside his bedroom door. Kevin had been sta- stabbed. I almost said stabbed. 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 Had been stabbed over 24 times. Whoa. He fought his attacker, and in addition to the stab wounds, he had broken ribs and a slash across his neck that was so intense and forceful, it ripped out a chunk of his throat. Oh, my God. The police searched for evidence for weeks, but didn't come up with any real leads. The Haynes family's neighbor, it's hard because they're the Haynes family, and so you don't want to call them the Haynes's. Well, I don't. The Haynes's? It would be the Haynes's if you wanted to call them that, but... Just say the Haynes family. I think they're okay with it. Okay. The Haynes family's neighbors were <laughs> devastated <laughs> devastated by the loss of Thomas, Lisa, and Kevin, especially Kevin's good friend and neighbor, Alec Crater. He took the news really hard. Alec didn't have, next page, <laughs> He kept to himself for the most part. Alec was born in February of 1991. As a youngster, his parents noticed that he had some problems managing his anger. Uh-oh. He would become rageful when he didn't get his way. Me no, too. No punishment <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no punishment I do that too, and there's no punishment that will stop me. No. But his parents did try very hard to use that one, two, three magic <gasps> that we tried oh, to use on yes. our kids. It, it worked a oh, little bit. It worked charmingly. Oh. Uh, yeah, it did. After a while, it took a. It, well, it's not. It's not. You don't wake it's up not and magic. say, "Okay, one, <laughs> two, three, magic." No, it's not magic, and they shouldn't yeah, say so magic. True. They shouldn't say one, two, three, magic. No. They should say one, two, three, method. That that would probably be better. <laughs> but I guess kids are more receptive to the word magic than they are. <laughs> but method. parents are easily fooled by <laughs> they that. They are so easily fooled. <laughs> So they did try the one, two, three magic method with no positive results. On at least one occasion, Alec tried to strangle his little brother. It was a concern to the family, but not so concerning that his parents thought he needed outside treatment. As he got older, Alec seemed to be able to control his outburst better, but his parents did encourage him to get help. So this is the dad, the dad all grown up. This is this no, is the, this, this is, is the boy, the sixteen-year-old boy. Yeah, this is the oh. neighbor Alec. Oh, the neighbor Alec. Yeah, and his name is Alec A L C A L E C A L E C Alec. Yes, like he knows how to, he knows phonics. They understand the phonics game. Yes, as opposed to some people who try to have a name called Alex and they go by Elic. It right. doesn't make any it's sense. It's just lazy phonics. Alec seemed to he was able. The older he got, the more in control he became of these outbursts. Okay. Instead of having the outbursts, he would really think his way through and remove himself from a situation. That was a big step. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. Then his parents encouraged him to get help. I don't know if they said, go see your school counselor. I don't know. At 16, personally, I would be still making the call to say, you need to go to see a person. But or how about I'm taking you to see a person? Right. Right. <laughs> right. What is the matter? I got the... Uh, you got the... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's no booze in our coffee cups. I don't know why. We're just having tea. I don't know why. We're going to mess her through. Okay. Let's go. One day, there was a 
that Alec's dad can remember, it was a really good bonding day for them. And Alec was, you know, younger, maybe somewhere between eight and 10, possibly 11-ish, somewhere around there. He and his dad were cleaning out the garage and his dad came across this old hunting knife and he showed it to Alec and said, this is a very special knife because my dad gave it to me when I was your age. Okay. So I would like to give it to you. So it was, you know, a really big bonding thing, handing down something from generations, kind of like, you know, if people have a, a special gun in the family, this is my great granddad's gun and I'm going to have it. You can, and I'll, and, and Alex dad did teach him, you know, the proper way to handle it. Told him he couldn't play with it, but it was something that just needed, he could look at, but, his parents needed to be there if he wanted to take it out or whatever. Okay. So his, his dad did give him some instructions on how to handle it. Yeah. As a teenager, Alec got to be really good friends with his his neighbor, Kevin. They met, they actually went to the same school and they met in German class. Ooh. And they seemed to really Schnitzel. Connect. Schnitzel. <laughs> they connected over Schnitzel. <laughs> That was kind of a big deal because Kevin was a loner. He didn't really have a lot of friends. Okay. He didn't connect well with other people. Wasn't a very out of getting a group situation. He was more of an introvert. Introverted guy. But he and Kevin got along well. And they liked to hang out and play video games over at Kevin's house. That's and, fine. And Alec was always welcome over at the Haynes home. Good. After Kevin and his parents were murdered, Alec became very withdrawn and depressed. On June 5th, 2007, Alec tried to commit suicide and was sent to a mental health facility. He just could not take it. He couldn't cope. Meanwhile, the police had collected evidence at the scene of the Haynes family murder. They found a bloody shoe print, or not a bloody, they found bloody shoe prints pretty much that tracked from Kevin's bedroom into Kevin's parents' bedroom, into their bathroom. There was a bloody shoe print on the linoleum floor. You could tell that somebody had tried to rinse off in their sink. There was blood in the sink. The bloody footprints also um, went out of the bedroom and down the stairs. You could see where they went off, out the door. And they did get a bloodhound to try and track the steps to see where they ended up. But they, it just it was, it was just didn't work out. Okay. So the police continued to search for answers, but it was really kind of looking like they're not going to be able to solve this murder because there were no fingerprints. They had no murder weapon. It just, they didn't have any idea who would want to annihilate this family. Ugh. And why? Why would they kill? And in such a gruesome way. Like yeah. it was just really personal. They're, yes. And why did they spare him? Like, oh. why, why didn't they? Yeah, it makes you wonder, did they, were they scared off? Right. So or was person, she not targeted to begin with? Like, where's the, what's the agenda? In the layout of, of the house, this person had to walk past her bedroom to mm. get to her brother's bedroom. Well, maybe they assumed so, that she wasn't home. Maybe. I don't know. Mean, mean, meantime. Meantime. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Meantime, Alec continued his recovery at the mental health facility. His family was hopeful around, um, oh, and his doctor said, you know what? This is really going to be very helpful if you keep a journal. So you need to start journaling. Oh, yeah, that's so very helpful. Your thoughts it's out. really good. Around June 14th, Alex's doctor called Alex's dad and told him to come to the facility to talk to his son. Okay. His dad was happy to comply. 
as part of the therapy. You know, he knew that he had been keeping a journal and he was having daily sessions with a psychiatrist. So Alex's dad gets to this mental health facility. The doctor comes in and he says, listen, there are privacy laws that surround what I can and cannot tell you about your son and what he talks about in our therapy sessions. Okay. Okay. Which is, we know, HIPAA, they have HIPAA now, but back in 2007, I'm not so sure. It was patient, doctor-patient confidentiality. Yeah. But I don't, I don't understand if this kid's a minor. That's a problem for me. I, I know that they can't share specific information, but could you just share your assessment? Yes, they will share okay. the assessment. Okay. They will say, you know, your son is schizophrenic or bipolar okay. or whatever, and right. I probably need you help. But they won't tell you specifics of what he said in session. What we're talking about, and in that's session. okay. Yeah, it, that that needs to be private. But he said, "I have encouraged Alec to disclose to you what he's talked about to me." Okay, and it's very important that you get him to tell you. Important, important. When there's all the letters of important are pronounced, then it <laughs> makes it even more important. important. Yeah, if it's just important. It's really not. It's just like a little, but when it's important, then you know. Be on point. Exactly. Be on point. <laughs> so Alec and his dad go into a, a room and they sit down to have a conversation. And over the course of the afternoon, Alec told his dad that he had, in fact, been the one who broke into the Haynes home and murdered Thomas, Lisa, and Kevin. He didn't realize that M was home from college, oh. or he would have stabbed her too. Well, that's mean. It is mean. That's a really mean thing. And let me guess what he used. <laughs> let me just guess. Could it be a family heirloom hunting knife? You'll have to wait and see. Oh. Alec had been interviewed by the police along with everybody at his school uh-huh. like everybody got interviewed he had been to the memorial services and watched news coverage about the murders but he never did anything to raise any kind of suspicion he also told his dad that the murder weapon he used was the knife that he had had handed down to him from oh his my gosh so just let's just take a minute okay shall we shall we take a minute and let's just talk about this for a minute if you try to put yourself in Alex's dad's shoes. I got it. And you've got this great relationship with your, what you think in your mind is a great relationship with your child. And the doctor can't, you know, the doctor's not allowed to say. Now they've changed the laws. And if somebody confesses to harming another person, they are allowed to say. But I guess maybe back here, they were not. not. So allowed or... What's the word? Allowed or... They have a legal responsibility yeah, to Yeah, legally right. responsible. Right, right. Bound by law, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm not really sure. I didn't I didn't research that, but that is an interesting... Thing well, if there are any attorneys it. or psychiatrists that listen, maybe you could let just us send know. us an email and let us know. Bound by law to disclose or... Uh, or is it just like if you feel like you should, I you'll know, do it? Maybe I need to tell somebody because yeah. this kid murdered his neighbors and i could be next i don't know could be i don't know or his parents could be next you know that the psychiatrist can't say anything and your son's told you this the police can't find the murder weapon they've got no clues it's kind of like a 
a very pivotal point in your life. What do I do? do it I- is pivotal. And it actually comes down to, are you going to do the right thing? Yeah. Or are you not going to do the right thing? Exactly. Exactly. Quite pivotal. Are you going to keep the secret or not? Alex's dad is processing the information. He goes home, he finds the murder weapon, and he just sits down and thinks, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Am I going to turn my only son? Yeah, I know it's not an easy decision. There's no way that this was an easy decision. This would be horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yes. Yes. He thinks to himself, I'll just get rid of the knife. And then he started to think about everything that the Haynes family had been through. He thought about him and what her life was going to be like going forward. And it took him two days, but he did it. He called the police and he told them that his oldest son, Alec, was a murderer. Oh, God, that's got to be heart wrenching. Right. It's got to be. Alec Kreiner was arrested on June 16th. So two days after he told his dad what he had done and he was arrested at home. So I don't know if he got released from the facility at that point. Or maybe if they just knew it was going to happen and they arranged for him to be at home when he was arrested. I'm not exactly sure how that went down, but. His dad had hired attorneys before he called the police. Alex was arrested. Alec was arrested June 16th, 2007. His dad turned over the journal that Alec had kept during his time at the mental facility, along with the family heirloom knife. In the journal, he wrote about having this overwhelming desire to kill someone. Oh, my God. Guys, if you wake up one day and you have this overwhelming desire to kill someone, Please go tell somebody before you do it, because once you do it, you cannot undo it. No matter what you do for the rest of your life, you cannot undo that. Hey, don't, don't go tell a friend. No, go tell a professional. <laughs> don't go recruit a friend. Because you, your Don't friend recruit a friend. Your, your, no, this don't is not do okay. That. No. Because your friend could very well be like, oh my God, me too. Me too. Let's bond. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's talk about this. No, go tell a trusted adult. Yes. But don't go don't go to your school counselor. They're not necessarily equipped with this. I think you should go see you should go to your mom or dad and tell them and say I need to see a psychiatrist today. Right. Right. But now. on the other hand, do you have the mental capacity to do that if you have the mental capacity to think I gotta kill somebody? I don't know. I don't it's know. An urge, I don't know. Is it an urge like we get when we feel like we gotta eat something sweet? And we just we need and ice cream. We, we need probably fry. should consult a professional at that point instead right. of just leaving us to our own devices to recruit each other exactly. and go do it. Exactly. When the police read Alex's journal, they were just so beyond uh oh! Oh no! It's been twenty five minutes. I know. I haven't gotten to the end. That's okay. It's no problem. We're just gonna. I'm gonna. You keep talking. I gotta just go. Yeah. Pull don't it burn out. it. Don't burn yeah, it. I'm gonna go pull it out and then I gotta whip up this icing. Okay. But it's really quick. Anyway, he had the overwhelming desire to kill someone, but he never gave a motive as to why he would want to kill someone. Oh, wow. Kill, he did say killing his friends, his friend and his friend's mom and dad would make the process of killing someone more interesting. Uh-huh. I don't know. Interesting? I don't know. I don't know. He is said to have confessed also to an inmate while he was in uh-huh. holding that killing a friend um, was going to make it more interesting and that had he known that M was home, he would have raped her. And I what? Raped, raped her, he raped. What? 
Like not just killed, but raped. Too? That is what he told another inmate while he was waiting oh, for his trial. I'm really losing patience with this dude. I know. <laughs> okay, I hear you. Alec was treated as an adult. He pled guilty to all three murders. He was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. I'm so glad. M made a video impact statement to the oh, judge asking for three consecutive instead of concurrent life sentences. Uh, you know what? She's a smart girl. She's, She's very a very smart, smart girl. And and she talked about what her, you know, the impact that this had had on her. She had been scared with this murderer out there. She was the only surviving member of her family. Right. She had nightmares. She would have to get married and not be able to celebrate with her family. Her dad wouldn't be there to walk her down the aisle. She would never see her brother grow up and do all the things in life yeah. that he wanted to do. And thankfully, the judge listened. Now, there was a time period, you know, way back when, when the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decided they needed to go back in and take a look at all of the cases where a juvenile had been sentenced to life without parole because yeah. they felt like yeah. maybe that was too much for a juvenile to be. And they, and they have reversed some of those decisions. They've given new sentencing to other people, but it doesn't always work in their favor. And Alec was on the list for, oh, really? for this whole thing. He, he appealed um, a couple of times. He, he sued the mental health facility for giving his journal out. Nothing ever worked in his favor. <laughs> I'm just going to tell Sorry. you right now. Sorry, and, Alec. And um, Pennsylvania did drag its feet on taking a look at these cases. Alec was on the list of cases to be reviewed by the Supreme Court. They dragged their feet on it. They kept putting things off, putting things off. And on January 20th, 2017... Alec Crater decided he couldn't take it anymore and committed suicide by hanging. He was 25 years old. Oh, well, that's a shame. Right. All right. On to bigger and better. Kevin Haynes loved to learn. He competed in quiz bowl competitions, was a writer for the school quiz newspaper. bowl. That's so cool. Yeah. You got to be smart. You've got to have smarticles. And you got to be like a quick thinker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Boy Scout and was working toward becoming an Eagle Scout when Alex stole his life. Oh. He loved to read, to learn about world history, and he loved to research his family genealogy. Guess what? They were German. She he was looking forward to a trip to Germany that had been planned for the summer, but he would never get the chance to take it. The day before he was murdered, he and his sister had actually been out shopping together for Mother's Day gifts and cards. Mm. Lisa Haynes was a nursery school teacher. Oh, my gosh. She had a BS degree in early childhood education. She taught Sunday school, and she loved to read, watch old movies, and she just loved to spend time with her family. Lisa loved animals. She mm -hmm. loved being a mom, and she absolutely loved her husband, Thomas. Oh, Tom. Tommy boy. Thomas Haynes was an avid golfer. A loyal employee of Motion Industries, formerly Bush Miller Company. Uh -huh. He was a branch manager and industrial supply salesman. When he was in high school, he competed in track and field, and he actually set some big records in both track and field and 
also cross-country competitions. He continued training both in college and when he graduated college, he continued to train and then he trained with his daughter, M. They, they like to, to run together as well. Oh, that's fun. Thomas ran marathons, 5Ks, and 10Ks, and he actually competed in the Boston Marathon. Oh, wow. And Thomas loved his wife, and he loved living, loved being a dad to M and Kevin. And those are the real people that you want to focus on in this story. Yes. And there's a reason that I didn't disclose M's name, because I just don't think... I think she needs to be left alone. I agree. And she needs to, She. I mean, I can't imagine what it has taken for her to gather herself up and, and continue to march forward. Yeah. And, you know, prayers to her and encouragement for her to keep going. Yes. And to um, continue to live the legacy that her family set up for her. Yes. And sometimes the most important thing that you can give to somebody after they've lost a loved one is to continue to say the victim's name. Yes. Kevin Haynes, Lisa Haynes, and Thomas Haynes. Yes. R.I.P. guys. R.I.P. Kevin, Lisa, and Thomas. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And it's a heavy one. And so here's the thing. Okay. So here's the thing. Let's sweeten this pot. I agree. This has to cool before I ice it. So what I did was I just took off some chunks and threw a little icing on it. Yeah, I mean, since when do we need anything to cool? I know. So we don't need it to cool. But so I just brought over a plate and two forks. Awesome. So here, fork you. Fork you. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, God. Sugar. It is just absolutely gorgeous. Well, I mean, it's I didn't gorgeous. do the best job of. I don't think you did. I didn't a great do the job. best job of braiding. But, you know, when you cut it, it looks a lot better when it's. Oh, that's a big bite. And and I did have a lot of sugar that leaked out, but there's so much left in it that I I think I'm okay. Oh my gosh. It's almost like a pecan pie. Oh no. It's like, oh God, that's so good. It's so warm and mm-hmm. the cinnamon. Oh, it's like a big fat hug. Mm, 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 mm. Oh God, without the contact, without the it's a hug, without Invasion of your personal space. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best hug that you can get. You did some excellent oven shoving today. Oh, man. I really did. I'm an oven shover. <laughs> a professional. Professional. So if y'all want the recipe. Listen, I'll tell you, this would be really good for Easter. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could make two because it comes in a in a double. And I feel like you could. there's probably recipes out there for different fillings. Mm-hmm. I went with but the this pecan because I was really into the pecan and the maple mm-hmm. and the cinnamon. Those are those speak to me. <laughs> me too. But I think that we could probably do like a blueberry cream cheese oh, type of yeah. filling or strawberry and cream cheese. Yeah, you something. could probably do that. But this one is excellent. So if you want the recipe to this little pecan braid, email us because we have email. That's right. You can email us at murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> and we have social media. Oh my gosh. We're on all the social medias. All the main ones. Oh. We're just on all find of them. Us. You can find us. It's not hard to find us. Like just find us. Find. You can find follow it. us. Like us. 
you really want to do something great, you can subscribe right? and and give us a rating. Yes. Because ratings give you visibility, and that means that people are engaging with you. And we haven't had a rating in a quite, quite some time. Oh, rating would be lovely. Yeah. And you don't have to write a review. Just give us the stars. Give us through the stars. We just, love it when we people, love it when throw, people us throw us handfuls of stars. So the other thing is, not sure if y'all know this, but we wrote a book. We did. It, it's amazing. Because we butcher the English language so bad, <laughs> but we do have moments of clarity. We when, do. Um, we when we drink. Yeah, and we do make up words, but we didn't use any of the made up words in our book. Right. No, we Mainly tried to because when we tried to look them up in a thesaurus, they weren't there. They don't exist. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Are you kidding me? There's no <laughs> prosecutor in here. Well, I don't understand that. <laughs> So, if you want to buy our book, it's for sale. Yes, we do sell it. We sell it. It's on Amazon, and it's on Barnes & Noble. It's in Nook form, Kindle form, softback. Is that what we call it now? Um, Paperback. Paperback. And there's a hardback version on Barnes & Noble. So, you can go to either one of those sites. If you have read our book, again with the stars we need stars we're so close to getting 50 ratings and if we get 50 ratings on amazon they give us some sort of a unicorn i cannot wait i oh my unicorn's just gonna sleep in the bed with me just like my dog (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) so we really we're only three away so if everybody could just start their day tomorrow morning with giving us shuffling some stars at us go on amazon go on goodreads too but amazon is really important barnes and noble is really important yes and then goodreads uh, it's okay (laughs) i mean it's okay yeah it's good so and again don't have to write any words just shuffle them stars stars. at us just be a star thrower today (gasps) yeah so great wake up tomorrow morning and be a star we might have to put that on a shirt i'm gonna probably put your dog on a shirt but it's going to be the actual dog. Oh, I'm going no. to press him onto my shirt. He's upset because we're eating and not sharing. He's upset because I exist and he exists and it just doesn't work for I him. I understand. It is, it, he can be very frustrating. So get in touch with us on social media. Yes. Don't forget to listen to Super Familiar with the Wilsons. Such a cute podcast. I love them. They're such a great couple together. I love them. I love, I love them. them. I think Josh Wilson has like his... his brain it's like when you say oh his elevator doesn't go all the way to the top <laughs> his goes it, his goes like so far beyond the top it's not okay it. yeah he's like right at the glass ceiling breaking yeah it. all the time all, all the time and the and then time. amanda she's there to ground him pull <laughs> him, him back, back to in. earth right. <laughs> and yet enjoy his wonderful company that's right yes so we love you guys. We appreciate that y'all are patient with us. We're not on a real great schedule right now for releasing episodes. We're doing the best we can. We're trying to get the train to leave the station. It needs a little work. We're working on it. It's fine. But thanks for your patience. We love you. Again, buy the book. Find the book. Listen to our podcast. That'd be really great. Throw us some stars. Also, be a star thrower. That's a really Tell great your friends and family. Goal. Tell your friends and family. And stay sweet and don't murder. Because if you kill people, we will talk about you. Yes, and we might call you names. We're definitely going to call you names. This has been a sugar-coated murder podcast. A deliciously entertaining true crime podcast. Like what you heard? You can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.